Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Hey, um, I want to remind you that on June 25th, I'm going to be in New Bronzeville, Texas, and it is an opportunity for you to bring all your church leaders. This event is free. You can bring them and bring them um, and be a part of a great leadership moment. Also on July 9th in Roanoke, Virginia, I'd love to see you and I'd love to have you be a part. And then on August the 8th, I will be doing the Strategic Development um, conference, which is for churches, just how to strategically develop your church, and it will be in Miami, Florida. Now, this is a paid event. We're going to go into great detail uh, about how to strategically develop your church. And then on August 22nd, Breaking Barriers Conference with a dear friend of mine, John Nuzo, in Cranberry Township outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So the 25th in New Bronzeville's, the 9th of July in Roanoke, August 8th in Miami for Strategic Church Development, and then August 22nd for uh, the Breaking the Barrier Conference. Hey, today I want to talk to you about leadership standards, leadership standards. Let me just tell you a little bit about my life. Um, I go into churches and frequently what I do, like I'm going to be doing on June 25th and July 9th, I go in and on the Saturday morning, I take all the leaders in a church. So the head of their ushers, the head of their greeters, the nursery, the children's, just anybody who has leadership capacity, along with the uh, staff and the team and whatever the board structure will be. And we put them in a room and I talk to them about leadership. And I talk to them about leadership and how it affects the church and why they need to develop their leadership giftings so that they can be more effective in their church. And one of the things that has become clear to me is that there are some misconceptions about leadership standards. And that's what I want to talk to you about, just leadership standards. So let me give you number one. As a leader, the greater the consequences are, the higher the standards that are required of you. So let me go back and revisit that. If you are a leader, then you have an effect on that organization. The consequences of your actions and your attitudes play out in that organization. So the greater the possible consequences of your attitude and actions as a leader, the higher the standards are that are required of you. Jesus put it this way, to whom much is given, much is required. See, there's a lot of people who want to, quote, be leaders in an organization, but they don't want their responsibilities and requirements to increase. So I want to be normal when it comes to my requirements, but I want to be recognized as a leader. Those two cannot happen. See, as a leader, when you have greater consequences because of your attitudes and actions, the higher the standards are for you. 
So the nature of leadership is the standards required of a leader is different than the person who just walks in and just sits down in your organization. Just the average person who just comes through the door. So I need you to get it. If you use that term leader in any capacity to describe who you are and what you do in your church or in your organization, then that means that the consequences of your actions are greater on that organization. Therefore, the standards required of you are higher. Now, let me just say this. The higher you lead, the higher the standards. The longer you lead, the more intense the standards. I've had the privilege of leading for 44 years. What I can tell you is the standards that are required of me are greater today than they were 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 days ago. See, as a leader, you have a greater impact on the organization that you're involved with. Therefore, the standards must be higher. And here's one of the things that I want you to get. If I go in and I teach leadership, but there aren't high standards in the room, then I'm really not teaching leadership. If there aren't high standards of expectation of what is required personally and organizationally, then there are not leaders in the room. Second principle, you can't raise the standards of those below you unless you raise your standards. I frequently will walk into a room and and maybe the organization has seven layers of leaders. Um, Layer one is just the person who just has a job there. Layer two is the person who has a job there, but maybe interacts with a few people. Layer three is the person who has a job there, but they oversee people. And then level four would be someone who has a job there and they oversee a portion of a team. And then level five would be someone who oversees the team. And then level six would be someone who oversees a whole wing of whatever the organization is. And then level seven, those that oversee the organization. Here's the thing. You can't raise the standards below you if you're not raising your own standards. You just can't. It doesn't happen. See, the reason I have credibility below me is because I'm accountable to me. Credibility and accountability go together. Credibility and accountability go together. So here's the thing. The more credible I am to people below me, the more accountable I must become. So let's say that I have 15 janitors in an organization and I want to raise their standards 
of expectation of what we're looking at, that I want to get them beyond, hey, that's not my job. But what happens is the person above them, and maybe they're the manager of the janitors, doesn't show up for the leadership meeting. But these other 15 janitors show up and they hear leadership being taught and they begin to have an expectation. But then they come back to the office and the person above them that wasn't in the leadership meeting wasn't there to hear those expectations. And they're saying, hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. And the person above them says, well, I'm not sure about that. See, that person above them, by not being in the leadership meeting and raising their own standards, has killed the possibility of the people that they manage raising their standards. And I see it all the time when I go in and I teach leadership that key leaders aren't in the leadership meeting. Somehow these key leaders have the idea that they don't have to be there, that it's not for them. And what that means is they've become the lid in that area of the organization. So I want you to get it. Number one, as a leader, the consequences are greater. And the higher the consequences, the higher the standards. But number two, you can't raise standards of those below you unless you raise the standards of those that are above them. So I can't have the tier three leader not be in the leadership meeting. That's why whenever we've done leadership, we require attendance. We require them to be there. Even if they don't think they should be there, want to be there. We have to get people on the same page. So you can't raise the standards of those below you unless you raise your standards. Number three. Leadership isn't easy, and good leadership is really not easy. Leadership's not an easy thing to do, because you're changing the paradigm. I've made it clear that when you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. That isn't easy. But good leadership, if you're going to be a good leader, it's really not easy because it's going to demand of you what you don't want to give and what you think you cannot give. Leadership is the ultimate act of giving. You're going to give what you don't want to give and you're going to give what you don't think you can give. See, leadership isn't an easy proposition. Leadership isn't comfortable. Leadership demands of us that standards are being raised, expectations are being increased, and results will follow rising standards and greater expectations. 
So in your organization, what are the standards? What are the standards? What are the expectations? If you've never sat down and written them down, first of all, for you, second of all, for others, then leadership is an accident. Leadership isn't intentional. So leadership isn't easy. And good leadership, if you're going to be a good leader, it's really not easy. Number four, without higher standards, leadership becomes a title you receive rather than a life that you live. Without higher standards, leadership becomes a title you receive rather than a life that you live. Our society likes to be handed titles. But when you're a leader, it's not a title. It's a life. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of acting. It's a way of talking. It is what Paul said to Timothy. Be an example. He's saying, let your life speak to the full dimensions of who you are. Let your life be the clarion call of leadership. See, we want leadership to be a part-time job. Now, that may be true secularly, but I'm not a secular leader. It's not true spiritually. The Bible says that you're a book known and read by all men. Your life is a statement of who God is, who God is to you, what you're doing for God, and what God's doing in you, and what God's doing through you for others. So without higher standards, leadership is just a title. See, here's one of the things that's interested me. People will walk around and they will use biblical titles. Well, I'm a deacon, I'm a deaconess, I'm an elder, and they will use all these terms. But they're no longer at the church that they were at when they received those titles. But they still keep the title. Now, they're not responsible for leading, but they keep the title. You don't get the title without the life. If your life doesn't announce the title, then you announcing the title doesn't matter. So, without higher standards of leadership, leadership is nothing more than a word rather than a life that is demonstrating the essence of who God is in you, working through you. Number five, if the standards aren't high, all you will have below you is low-level leaders. You show me the standards of leadership, and I will show you the level of leader that you can produce. See, if the standards aren't high, if they're not uncomfortable, and if they aren't demanding 
then all you're going to produce is low-level leaders. And most organizations do not grow because all they have are low-level leaders. I've made this statement in past lessons. Most people just want workers and people that do a task. But if you're going to have a multiplying organization, you have to raise up leaders. But if the standards aren't high for you and high for those on the exec team and are high for those on the team, why would they be high for anyone else below the team? The standards have to be high or all you're going to have are low-level leaders. Number six, the standards create the motivation for growth. Ultimately, leadership centers around the question, will you grow and will you keep growing? I've mentioned on our past podcast that we're starting a school of leadership. And one of the reasons we're starting a school of leadership is because in our world, we've taught people to learn. We've not taught people to grow. And there's a difference between learning and growing. We have a lot of people who've learned a lot of stuff, but they haven't grown. And growing is different than learning. You can learn and not grow, but you can't grow without learning. But they're not interactive together unless there is a standard that makes them interact. So collecting information isn't enough. You have to be able to understand that just because you've learned something doesn't mean that you've grown effectively in that area. But the standards, if they're up here, they require and motivate you to grow. Every day, you grow. One of my mentors I was having dinner with recently, and I looked at him and asked him a series of questions. And as I asked these series of questions and the answers came back, I asked him this question, why are you different? And his response was this, I love to grow. See, the standards create motivation for growth. And ultimately, leadership is, will you grow and will you keep growing? Number seven, God's standards for growing are holistic. They require that you grow in multiple areas all at the same time. One of the things that I've marveled at about secular leadership is how myopic it is. How when it becomes a, comes to secular leadership, they applaud you if you can grow the bottom line at the expense of any other line in your life. But the thing about God's standards of growth 
is they require you to grow as an individual in your marriage, in your family, in your thought life, in your verbal life, in your example. See, I don't get to succeed in one area and fail in every other area. Secular leadership creates failure in many areas to succeed at one area. But God's leadership says you will succeed in multiple areas. So God's standards are holistic. I don't get to be good at work and be bad at home. I get to be good at work and I get to be good at home. I don't get to have high performance when it comes to my business, but low performance when it comes to my family. God's standards for growing are holistic. They require that you grow in multiple areas. Number eight, the higher you lead and the longer you lead, the higher the standards. I mentioned this at the beginning. I've had the privilege to be in some form of leadership for 44 years. During those 44 years, the standards have increased. What God expects of me and what I expect of me have expanded over the entire 44 years. You don't get to a level or age where you say, I've made the sacrifices. I can now mail it in. You don't get to coast in leadership. You get to grow. You get to expand leadership possibilities. And you get to grow in your leadership gifting. And you get to be better. Number nine. The sad thing is, people often want the title of a leader without the responsibilities of one. And it's so sad that we turn on the news every day and we watch people who should be leading, but they have a title, but they won't accept responsibility. See, responsibility looks like Joshua. As for me and my house, we will. It looks like Paul, follow me as we follow Christ. So here's the thing. If you're going to be a prolific leader, you've got to understand the essence of leadership standards. As a leader, you create greater consequences. Therefore, you have to have higher standards. You can't raise the standards of those below you unless you raise your standards and the standards above the people you're trying to raise. Leadership isn't easy, and good leadership is really, really hard. And without higher standards, leadership becomes nothing but a title you receive rather than a life that you live. And if standards aren't high, All you will have is low-level leaders. The standards create the motivation for growth, 
and ultimately the question of leadership will center. Will you grow and will you keep growing? God's standards for growing are holistic. They require you to grow in multiple areas all at the same time. And the higher you lead and the longer you lead, the higher the standard. Unfortunately, people want the title of leadership without the responsibility. I teach leadership all the time. But what I know is, if there aren't standards in the room, leadership will fail. So the standards may look like simple things. For me, my leaders are required to be in the room when leadership is taught. Secondly, I believe punctuality is a fruit of the Spirit. If you don't value your time, how can you value anyone else's time? Next, if there's not a growth plan, you're not growing. And leadership is about growth. And if I grow you up, that's when you can begin to grow out and begin to affect others. What are the standards? We have standards when it comes to how we handle the last four minutes of our church service. We've created high standards. What are the standards that you've created? Could you articulate them and would people in the room repeat them? If not, I ask you to go back, figure out the standards for you, the standards for your exec team, the standards for your team, and the standards for all other leaders you relate to. Thank you for joining me. Remember, June 25th, New Braunfels, July 9th, Roanoke, August 8th, Strategic Church Development. You don't want to miss this. First of all, it's in Miami. You can just go and have some fun before and after. And then on August 22nd, the Breaking the Barrier Conference. Please go to my webpage, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com, and you can sign up for these. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.